Reading, short and deep. Hi, I'm Jesse, and I'm Eric. Today we're reading short and deep, "To the River" by Edgar Allan Poe.、Um, it might be "To the River Blank." In fact, I'm pretty sure it's "To the River Blank."、Um, Poe often did this. He would write a story and then、uh, have like somebody's name missing, so that it's a kind of way of to protect the innocence.、Um, But、uh, it's it's hard to know a hundred percent. I'm I'm very confident that it is to the river blank.、Um, this poem we're reading it out of Burton's Gentleman's Monthly Review.、Uh, sorry, Burton's Gentleman's Magazine and Monthly Review, August nineteen thirty nine. At this time, Poe was the editor of that magazine,、um, and so he put in a lot of his own stuff, including some under. Um, just his own initial, like this one, P.、Um, sometimes he would leave it uh, uh, no no attribution. Sometimes、uh, there was a whole story in there with his name, and he also did like editorial introductions. He did an editorial introduction to a, a poem of his called Fairyland, and he said, "This is an unusual, <laughs> this is an unusual poem, and we are delighted to be able to publish it." And Poe wrote that right about his own poem. Um, I'm sure they were. <laughs> yeah. So、um, there is all sorts of questions, just in like, what does this mean to the river blank?、Um, but before we get deep, deep into what what this poem means and what's going on in it, I would love it if you would read it for us. I love to read Poe, but、um, I'm going to let you go first, and then maybe I'll go at it again later. Okay. <clears throat> Fair river, in thy bright, clear flow of labyrinth-like water, thou art an emblem of the glow of beauty, the unhidden heart, the playful maziness of art in old Alberto's daughter. But when within thy wave she looks, which glistens then and trembles, why then the prettiest of brooks her worshipper resembles, for in my heart. As in thy stream, her image deeply lies, the heart which trembles at the beam, the scrutiny of her eyes. I got to say, Jesse,、um, yeah, I felt I had to do some gymnastics to make this make sense at all. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think I did, but you know, it's not like. Boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl again. the 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 fundamental story here is not conspicuous. No, not at all. And it took me a while to come up with some theories, but I'm I'm still there. There's one part of it that I'm basically completely ignorant of, and I'm hoping you you will, or maybe a a lawyer will be able to fill me in here because. It, it, it bothers me not to be able to say exactly what this is, so、um, I broke it down into basically three sentences and three images、um, overall. And then I, I've, I was just looking before we started today. Somebody broke it down line by line and into more images than that.、Um, but、uh, I guess the the way I I would 
figure out how to frame it is who is he talking to? Who is this person talking to? Um, and why, why are they talking to this person? So it starts Fair River. I think he's talking to the river. <laughs> and in fact, the title is To the River. But uh, To the River blank makes me think that the river is a particular person's name. If that makes sense. You mean like flow gently, sweet Afton? Yes. Right. So to the river Afton. Right. Except and this might be the the river Mary. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's. I always, you know, if I know Poe wrote it, it gives me a lot of insight into what the subject is because he always writes about the same thing: beautiful women, right? <laughs> uh, beautiful women, and if they're dead, that's just an extra bonus. But well, beautiful <laughs> women, right? Um, here, uh, it's an absent woman for sure, I think. <laughs> for sure, I think. Fair River, in thy bright, clear flow of labyrinth-like water, thou art an emblem of the glow of beauty, the unhidden heart, the playful maziness of art in old Alberto's daughter. And that, I've got to tell you, is the part that I'm like, who is old Alberto's daughter? I don't know. But I am confident that old Alberto's daughter is either the narrator himself <laughs> or herself or the subject of the title to the river blank. Um, I would guess that old Alberto's daughter is the hint to the woman who would be reading this. Um, there's a guy named old Alberto. He has a daughter, and that person is being addressed in this letter, I guess, to that person. But it's so indirect, right? It's it's not clear to me. So if you happen to know who old Alberto is, I would love to hear about that. I don't. I do know that Alberto <clears throat> is an Italian version of what in English is Albert. Uh, is Albert mm -hmm. And... It comes from Germanic roots, meaning noble and bright. Mm -hmm. So it fits perfectly well with the image we get of um, the the woman as being uh, emblematized by the river. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know a particular Alberto. Yeah, um, but you, you, you think my theory is not completely wrong, right? Oh no, no. It could it could well be. In fact, it's not clear to me whether there's really a river and the girl is being compared to it, or there's really a girl and she's being compared to a non-existent uh, but rhetorical river. Yeah, I I would say that 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 was equally likely. Um, but the metaphor of a river and the flow of that river and 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 more importantly in the next line and uh, the next sentence, um, the reflection. Uh, I think it's it's just brilliant, right? Oh, I'm going to read that again. Uh, but when within thy wave she looks, which glistens then and trembles, why then the prettiest of brooks her worshiper resembles. So there's a lot of reflection going on here, right? But when within thy wave she looks. So I think he's talking about an actual river that happens to have the same name as the person being addressed, addressed the woman, um, which glistens then and trembles. So 
when she looks into the river, it glistens and it trembles because, of course, it's a river. <laughs> but also because it's reacting to what it sees in her. Why then the prettiest of brooks, a synonym for river, a little river, right? Her worshiper resembles. Now, I would think that the worshiper here, in one way of, of reading it, is the narrator himself. Mm. And if that's the case, it's almost like... Uh, and I think that's the key for me to one reading of it. So I'm going to just finish it off uh, with the last sentence. For in my heart, as in thy stream, her image deeply lies... The heart which trembles at the beam, the scrutiny of her eyes. So, my major, I think, most interesting insight on this poem is basically, there's a guy, and I actually drew this out. <laughs> um, okay. I drew a little cartoon. There's Poe. He's on the riverbank. He's worshipful over this river that's flowing by and he says fair river you are an emblem of my blank blank being my sweetie my love my girl right and in the river is a drawing of her of course there's all this uh labyrinth like water so the hair is all you know like it the water is reflective of everything right so he can see whatever he wants in there and that's what he sees he sees her and also how unobtainable she is because as a river she's you know he can grasp onto her and then she flows away so that's the first image and then the second image which i take from the second sentence is um poe leaning over the river and in the river, he sees another reflection, which is himself, his own image. And then he says, I see in you my best self when I see blank in you. Now, blank being the narrator's name. So if we call her Dolores, <laughs> it would go, Fair River, you are an emblem of my Dolores. I see in you my best self when I see Dolores in you. He's still addressing the river. And then where's that seeing you my best self? Well, that's the that's the that's the middle sentence. So I'm going to read it again. It's very interesting. But when within thy wave she looks, right? Which glistens then trembles. Why then the prettiest of brooks her brooks her worshipper resembles. So she is actually a person, right? And she can look in this own river as well. There's a river named Dolores, and there's a person named Dolores, perhaps. Mm. And then, when he looks into the river, he sees both her and him as an emblem, right? And I think the symbology of a river compared to a person is pretty strange, um, because rivers are immortal in a sense, and people are not. But everything within a river's movement is ephemeral, right? And so... It's a very complex metaphor, I think. But um, I'm going to get you, get you uh, the last image that I see um, uh, in the last sentence. I'm going to read the last sentence again, and then I'll give you the image that I'm seeing. For in my heart, as in thy stream, her image deeply lies. 
the, the heart which trembles at the beam, the scrutiny of her eyes. So that tremble, right, is in there at the beginning, and it's in there, uh, it's, it's in the second sentence and in the third sentence. The trembling is not just in the river, but also in the heart of the speaker. So in the final panel, I have Poe covering his heart. Um, the woman is back in the river, and he says, and so my heart trembles when you look at me. It, so it's a very, 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 very simple gloss on what is actually going on. And I don't think that that's anywhere close to being the full reading, but it was a way for me to, like, who is being addressed, right? What, what, what is he talking about when he says, um, thou art an emblem of the glow of the beauty of the unhidden heart? It's so interesting to think about, like, who is this? I think this is being addressed to the particular woman, and that's why it's uh, the, the woman's name is omitted from the title. Because it would be immodest, perhaps, or maybe dangerous for her father to know that Poe has published a love letter to her. The, uh, I, I think what you're saying makes sense. Good. Because <laughs> it uh, barely made sense to me, and I'm, I'm loving this poem. <laughs> but but uh, one of the things that matters to me about this poem is what I think of as deep structural ambiguity. Yes. Uh, plurisignification. Uh, the title, uh, To the River, or To the River Dolores, um, one can construe the word to as an apostrophe, that mm -hmm. is, like an ode, mm -hmm. to, the, the, to the skylark and so on. Um, but one doesn't have to construe it that way. To the river can be a poem about going to the river. Yep. And I would like to suggest, among other possible readings, there is a reading in which, although Poe's only 19 when this poem is first written, um, there's a, a reading in which we have, again, a dead woman. Yep, that, absolutely, especially, oh, that whole last sentence, right? Keep going. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry to interrupt. So, fair river, um, fair meaning good to look on, mm -hmm. maybe also just. Mm -hmm. In thy bright, clear flow of labyrinth-like water. Now, normally one thinks of labyrinth as something where you can't really see what's going on. If you could, you could just walk in or out. So this bright, clear flow nonetheless is labyrinth-like. Rivers, canonically, represent the passage of time. Mm -hmm. uh, right? Lakes are something where you look in and you see them reflect your face and so on. Mm -hmm. The story of Narcissus is an example of that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not this. It's a river. Yep. It's a river. So how does a river become a labyrinth? The only way you cannot escape from time is that it keeps on going and carries you away inevitably. Mm -hmm. You can never get out of time. So it's bright and clear, but it is inevitably preventing us from coming somewhere else. This river is the emblem of the glow of beauty, the unhidden heart. Well, if it's unhidden, then why can't I see it? Because the heart, like time, 
goes on and we cannot step outside of it and simply find the stable, happy, beautiful place we would like. The playful maziness of art, that is, the girl for whom this river is a a mirror um, and vice versa, uh, she's playful in creating a labyrinth, a maze. The playful maziness of art in old Alberto's daughter. So there was an established order, right? Alpha to Omega, Alberto's daughter, but she's not part of that order. She's still young and playful. But what does that do to the speaker, right? Well, he's trying to understand what happens when she functions. When within thy wave she looks, which glistens and then and trembles, why then the prettiest of brooks her worshiper resembles. I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, a brook is a kind of a river. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to talk about the prettiest of brooks does this? And it occurred to me, perhaps a distinction is being made here between the river, which includes the water through it and the shores, mm-hmm. and perhaps the trees on the side, and the brook, which is just the water going down the middle. Mm-hmm. The, way, the way in American English we can talk about the gutter, meaning the the part in between the sidewalks and those who have a street with a gutter within it. Mm-hmm. Well, we have the river with a brook within it. The brook, again, time. It's pretty, right? It looks like her, and she looks like it mm-hmm. because it is fluid, it's attractive, it's clear, and yet... Even in its clarity, you can't see how to get away from it. For in my heart, as in thy stream, that is the worshiper's stream, the stream which mirrors the girl, Dolores, her image deeply lies. And I have to say, although I have no way to know that it's intended, not only can this mean that within the river we have deeply a parallel, a a, a resonance of the maziness of art, which is in the behavior of the girl. But in fact, that maziness of art, acting without letting the real meaning come through, may be another kind of lie. Absolutely. And the maziness of art is this actual, it's referring to the poem, right? It's so unclear, and yet we know exactly what he's trying to do. Exactly. So then... He concludes, the heart which trembles at the beam, meaning the light shining on it, Mm -hmm. the scrutiny of her eyes, and again, that last line, that last phrase, the scrutiny of her eyes, has at least two different meanings. Mm -hmm. It can mean the seeing of her eyes, that is the looking into the river by Dolores and the poet on the side looking at her looking into the river, Mm -hmm. and it can also mean the scrutiny that her eyes perform. Yes. Yeah. That she looks at the river, that she looks at him, and in so doing, she just, in her gorgeous imagery, creates more playful maziness. This is a story, it can be read as a story, of the fleetingness of beauty and the intention of withholding beauty in the coyness of old Alberto's daughter. So that the river inevitably takes away the possibility of love. Mm -hmm. This is, I think, a very early example of Poe understanding that the more beautiful, 
the bride yet unconsummated, the more likely she is to slip away from the grasp of the poet. Mm -hmm. And again, I think of Annabelle Lee, because we have here a brook and the river on the sides. I lie down by the side of my, you know, here by the, the, the by the sounding the sounding sea. By the, my um, wife and my bride here by the sounding exactly. sea. Exactly. So this to me is an early example. It's not nearly so redolent of of a horror of loss, mm-hmm. nor of the passion of wanting to be with someone although gone. Um, but I think that's what it is. So this. If it's to the river, not as as a movement toward the river, as a movement toward the inevitability of the passage of time and the the withering away or the the removal of the possibility of love. If it is an ode, it's an ode that says, I love you, river, because I can return to you. Mm -hmm. And even when I do, I have to acknowledge as beautiful as you are, it's an impenetrable beauty just like hers. Yeah. I uh, I also note the power of the the brook uh, versus the power of the river, right? It's almost like the uh, of course a brook leads into a river, right? And then they all lead out to a, perhaps a lake, but uh, eventually everything leads to the sea. And uh, Poe's imagery with with water is it's a recurring theme. Um we we see it in his short stories, we also see it in his his only novel, and we see it here. Um, the poem, uh, the story I'm thinking, of, it's a poem story. The Lake, which we've already covered on this podcast um, yes. by Poe, is a I think a, a pretty much the same story as usual. It's about a beautiful woman. In fact, uh, I always uh, if I'm introducing students to Poe. I always say. He's always writing about the same thing. Uh, here's his shortest poem, and it goes like this. It's, uh, that one's called Deep in Earth, and it goes like this. Deep in Earth, my love is lying, and I must weep alone. That's the whole poem. <laughs> wow. Right? It's, it gives you exactly what's going on, um, right? And the emotions and all that stuff. And we have that deepness here. Um, I think that uh, the lake, it can be read uh, as a suicide poem, a poem about reuniting in death um, and perhaps reuniting in the place where love blossomed um, at a seaside river or something like that, uh, a seaside at the river. Um, here, I think you could read it that way. Um, the trembling that happens in the lake uh, is both at the excitement of being reunited, it's at the excitement of love but it's also the cold of the water. And here, that imagery is, is all together. Her image deeply lies, the heart which trembles at the beam, the scrutiny of her eyes. So the scrutiny, I think, is it, it's when she looks at your writing and she gives it the full attention and she says, aha, I see. And that makes his heart flutter. Right? It's just... It's. I think it's. It's so 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 rich that you can't uh, just dismiss it as ah, I don't get it. You have to like really embrace the maziness of the art here. I think it's worth remembering um, that in the original labyrinth with Daedalus and Icarus, the only escape was not working through the maze, 
but rising above it to another zone entirely, going from the earth to the air. Mm. And in so doing, one of the pair, father and son, died. Mm -hmm. So this labyrinth-like water really is telling us something about how we are trapped in time. That, that woman you're talking about that he always comes back to, um, there is no way to get, to get out of a situation that would allow one to join with her. No. She will be carried away, inevitably. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the language here is lovely, prettiest of brooks. It trembles, it glistens, right? glows, beauty, art. But in fact, it's a poet trying to project something valuable, the poem, out of a recognition of something that is horrible, mm-hmm. the inevitable failure of love. I, um, I, I, before the podcast started, we talked about other versions of this poem and, you know, how, how much we know about what, who made the changes in here. Um, the reason I liked, I liked this one is because I, I took it from a magazine that Poe edited. So if he's ah. putting it in, um, we know it's him. And the thing about Poe is he was always reworking and rewriting his stuff constantly. Anytime you got a poem that was, you know, going to be republished, he would tweak it, he would change it, he would improve it um, sometimes, um, perhaps not always improve it, but he was he was always thinking about how to make it more artful. So th- there's another version that um, I want to read just because I think in contrast it will show us different things. Even though it's the same message, it has a different approach. Um, so this is the 1903 one that we've discussed uh, prior to podcast. Um, from uh, works of Edgar Allan Poe, a Raven Edition, Volume 5. Fair River. In thy bright, clear flow of crystal wandering water, thou art an emblem of the glow, of the beauty, the unhidden heart, the playful maziness of art in old Alberto's daughter. So pretty much everything the same except for the second line of crystal wandering water as opposed to of labyrinth-like water. I prefer the labyrinth-like water, but um, crystal water makes it clearer. <laughs> um, but that's exactly what's wrong with it. I, I agree. I agree. He's undercutting his amaziness of art. So I'm going to read uh, the next part here. But when within thy wave she looks, which glistens then and trembles... Why then the prettiest of brooks her worshipper resembles? Same, I would say. Mm-hmm. Next one. Well, the punctuation is slightly different. Punctuation is slightly different. Yeah. For in my heart, as in thy stream, her image deeply lies. His heart, which trembles at the beam of her soul searching eyes. Now, we've got a major difference, which is his heart as opposed to the heart. Now, I think that it's probably the same person. He's just referring to himself more objectively. Am I reading that wrong? I think that it is a possible reading, but mm-hmm. but but in the version that we've been discussing all along, 
it's not in necessarily the, the the reading. Yes, I think it's more labyrinth-like in the 1930, uh, 18, 1839 version that we're reading. Yes. All right. Now, there is... Um, I, I'm going to spring this on you because I, I just found it. Um, huh. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, there is uh, one from... Uh, this is the works of late the late Edgar Allan Poe, Volume Two, um, and uh, in this case, it's got um, two dashes. So I don't know if that means it's. I think it's just one. It's it's just a, a person's name. I I don't know how these dash things work, but I'm going to read it. Fair river, in thy bright clear flow of crystal wandering water, thou art an emblem of the glow of beauty, the unhidden heart, the playful maziness of art in old alberto's daughter again i think this is um pretty similar it just has a uh, different punctuation and i think it flows a little faster because of that <laughs> accidental pun uh, next one but when within thy wave she looks which glistens then and trembles no parentheses here why then the prettiest of brooks her worshiper resembles and then uh, here are some changes i think for in his heart, as in thy stream, her image deeply lies. His heart, which trembles at the beam of her soul-searching eyes. So it's more hises. Yes. Uh, I think that if you add the hises, it makes it easier to understand. But I'm already there, so I don't need it. And I, I think maybe that's what he's trying to do, is he's trying to make it more accessible. What do you think? I think by adding the hisses, mm-hmm. we have a removal of the poet from what's going on. That is, this, the poetic voice is looking at a he and a she in a river. Mm-hmm. So that the poet is less identifying himself with the he who admires the she and the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if this is a later, yet later version, one could suppose that Poe himself feels less embroiled within the situation. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think uh, I think it, it it's also what's so great about this 1839 version is I think that it allows for a sort of a, an objective questioning of everything in a way that having more hisses in there. And more specifics, and you know, more crystal rather than labyrinth. It it makes it. it it's almost like it. It does make it um, more concrete uh, to have all the all of those things. And I, because uh, I think, I mean, that's that emblem of the glow, right? This is very complex. Of beauty, the unhidden heart, right? Why doesn't he just say the exposed heart? <laughs> because that's. That double negative, right? The the hiding of the emblem of the globe behind the labyrinth line river, behind the name, behind the title of the poem, and we don't know anything that's going on. It's like a public. It's like he's in publishing it. He's making a public dec- declaration of his emotions for this woman, but he's not saying who the woman is. Yeah, and and, and in the scrutiny of her eyes, um we see something but in the last line here is changed his heart with trembles at the beam of her soul searching eyes 
um, scrutiny is is kind of a hard word, right? Yeah. It's, it's painful. <laughs> um, but soul searching is is kind of the opposite. It's like I, um, embracing, I guess. I very much like the phrase this double negative, as you call it, the unhidden heart. Mm-hmm. It's right the river. You're an emblem of the glow of beauty, mm-hmm. the unhidden heart. The unhidden hidden heart can be read in opposition to the glow of beauty. So what is an unhidden heart? It's it's being open hearted. It's it's being there for someone. It is not self-protective. It is open. And yet, although she seems to him to have an unhidden heart. To not be normally restrained and 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 modest and perhaps even self-protective, she does this through the playful maziness of art. Mm. So she only gives the appearance of having an unhidden heart because you can't really see what's going on. You can't find your way through it. So there's an inherent com- conflict here, and that conflict is at the root of what goes wrong with relationships as they proceed through time, Mm -hmm. whether or not someone comes and kills somebody. Um, So that her soul-searching eyes might be, as in Thomas Hardy's neutral tones, a way to see if she's making the impression Mm. she she hopes to on him. But certainly the scrutiny of her eyes which is in the version we read at first, supports both that mm-hmm. and the looking at her eyes, not the looking of her eyes. Right, right. right? And so the, the constant mirroring back and forth, this means that no matter how you, oh, no, no, it's your fault. No, no, it's your fault. No, it's right. right. No, yes, I love you more. No, I love you more. These kinds of infinite volleying back and forth that we find in the most powerful connecting relationships that's what i see emblematized by the version of the poem that we looked at at first and these other later versions i think take what is clearly a very difficult poem to see you can't tell the story at first at all and make it easier but that's the point is that it's not easy it's love and it will always slip away but Poe couldn't tolerate that. He must have felt there was always more to say. And remember, you can always freely access the materials discussed on these podcasts by going to sffaudio.com and clicking on the link for reading short and deep.